Pelvic Rehab Research Podcast. My name is Becca Bissadolshensky, and I'll be your host guiding you as we take a deep dive into all things pelvic floor and research-based. Whether you're a pelvic newbie or a seasoned clinician, I'm here to help busy therapists listen through the Women's Health Study Guide. So if you're studying for the Women's Certified Specialist Exam or just interested in learning more about pelvic health research, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, welcome back to week six on menopause and aging. You'll notice that there's only one article for the week as the rest are three chapters from the Women's Health and Physical Therapy text. You may have also realized it's been a bit of a hiatus since the last chapter. So thanks for being patient with me. My husband and I moved from the Bay Area down to San Diego. And now that we're just a little bit more unpacked, I figured I should get restarted. So let's get started with today's article on health issues for menopausal women. The top 11 conditions have common solutions. This article is by Gabriella Van Dyke, Miriam Cavusa, Jenna Traup, and Oscar Franco. This is going to be an overview of the major health concerns and conditions for peri and postmenopausal women, where they're going to summarize the risk factors and interventions for improving symptoms regarding menopausal health. This is an abstract, as there was an article that has a paywall, so we're going to be brief and concise for this article as well. So health of women at 50 years or older is of particular interest to health research. This is due to the many differing diseases that can develop in middle-aged and elderly women. Women tend to live longer than men, roughly six to eight years longer, and given that extended lift, there's going to be a greater likelihood of elderly women suffering different types of disability. Something that's kind of hard to read and say out loud is that a 2010 study found that the difference in life expectancy and healthy life expectancy is about 11 and a half years for women. So that's over a decade of disability in one's lifetime. So let's mention the 11 key health issues to start. Those include cardiovascular disease, musculoskeletal disorders, cancer, cognitive decline, dementia, COPD, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, depression, vasomotor symptoms, sleep disorders, and migraines. Now, while this is an abstract, I did find a short slide presentation on some of the interventions for menopausal health. The authors note that in menopause, many, if not all, health issues are connected to changing estrogen levels. Lifestyle and nutritional experiences accumulated until menopause cause a variety of health conditions. So remember then that nearly 60% of elderly women suffer from multiple disorders and health issues in women are thus likely to coexist elevating the risk of death, disability, poor quality of life, and adverse drug events. So we're thinking women who are experiencing CVD changes, are having migraines, sleep disorders, things like that. So the authors go on to discuss that stabilizing hormonal levels seems to be an obvious strategy to prevent and treat menopausal health issues. This is going to be relative to where you're practicing though, because due to significant adverse effects, its use is still open for debate. Most guidelines for health problems affecting menopausal women describe optimizing or improving nutrition and lifestyle as an option for prevention and treatment. So these are going to be considerations like maximizing diet, physical activity, sleep, and limiting items like alcohol and smoking. So then an obvious thing to note would be that poor diet, physical inactivity, alcohol, 
smoking are all going to be related to negative health outcomes. Specific food groups and nutrients such as soy, calcium, and vitamin D are linked to positive health outcomes. The authors also highlight the importance of a healthy lifestyle, so improving diet, physical activity, and sleep, and then reducing that alcohol and smoking. They note that it's never too late and it's never too early. Healthy lifestyle is an adequate route to prevention of menopausal health issues. So hormonal health is one that I'm really interested in from a multitude of angles and patient populations. I think we see the importance of hormonal changes in our breast cancer survivors, any women in peri or postmenopause, and we wrapped up that female athlete triad and how much exercise and diet can impact hormonal health, both in the short and the long term. So I know I had mentioned this YouTuber before, but Armando Hasudungan has videos on menopausal hormone changes, the general female reproductive system, and a few others that I haven't gotten the chance to watch, like endometriosis and physiologic changes in pregnancy. So if you're someone who's very interested in a more visual and auditory learning strategy versus just reading, I use those for those same studying purposes. Those were aimed more so at medical and biology students, but fit kind of perfectly into our specialty exam for better clinical understanding. So again, that's Armando Hasudungan, and I really hope I'm saying that right. I'm not going to lie. I spent a little bit too much time looking at the estrogen and the menopause jokes because most of them are really not that funny to me, but I think I found a good one. Okay, so here it goes. What do you call an anarchist grandmother who just found out she's pregnant? A rebel without a menopause. So that's it for the week, week six. Much easier on my end to do than on yours, so I hope the Erian text isn't too tough to breathe through. Break out those highlighters, do some free text writing, as there's a lot of research supporting better memory with physically writing out the information. If you have a few extra moments and want some visual video materials, Armando Hasudugan was my favorite. So we're back in a bit for week seven. This is going to be on bladder dysfunction. And then a heads up is that this is a really dense week. There's two Cochrane reviews. So you're going to want to start with that Erian text chapter seven on your own. And then I'll meet you back here for an article on the International Eurogyne Association and the International Continent Society joint report on the terminology for female pelvic floor dysfunction. So hope to see you all listening back soon. Bye, pelvic people.